How did you get here, Timmy? Welcome to episode three of the podcast that documents people's journeys to where they are now. My guest today is model, actor and photographer, Timmy Dowd. Timmy tells us all about his world travels, his mad adventures and how he got involved in the industries he's in. Timmy is out to make the world feel positive again. I hope you enjoy. Hey Timmy, how are you? I'm good, how are you Lisa? I'm okay, I'm sick of this foggy weather here in Tralee today. <laughs> oh, it's a typical Irish weather, but uh, I think the mother was saying March, many weathers, so I think tomorrow's supposed to be beautiful again. Yeah, I mean, what's it's it's just all it's like a roller coaster. It's like yesterday it was like, oh, we'll plan a barbecue and we'll have some nice food, and then today it's like, actually, no, we food. I got a bit of a color yesterday. <laughs> of course you did. I'd have to be in the Sahara Desert to get even a freckle. <laughs> like I am, I am. I always say that the light reflects off me. I'm so pale. <laughs> so tell so everybody who you are and what you're doing in life at the moment and uh, hello to all your listeners um i'm timmy dowd uh i've as i say a jack of all trades but i have my own photography and video business i'm an actor and a model uh i during the first lockdown i was doing some fitness videos um so i obviously like the, my health and fitness and i like to help people to get on a health and fitness journey if they want to um and i just love everything i do and one of the main things i love is traveling and obviously no one can do that at the moment but no. yeah we have to appreciate the smaller things in life and that's what we're doing and that's what i'm doing hopefully people um can appreciate you know the bad weather in ireland at the moment <laughs> well look we'll all get through it we have to stick in it together and i think we have to appreciate that everyone kind of feels the same at the moment, but um, that doesn't make it any easier. I mean, this has been, imagine if we said this to each other two years ago saying, oh, we're all going to be locked in for a year. There's going to be a global pandemic. Yeah. You're not going to be able to get on a plane. You're not even going to be able to leave your county. We don't uh, have you're, you're you've lost the plot. It's, uh, it's, it's actually just when you said that point, um, when I seen something when Barack Obama was president, mm -hmm. he did mention that this was going to happen sometime again in the future. A pandemic was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Not many people believed him, especially no. not Donald Trump. And uh, yeah, look at what we're in now. But you know, as as they say, we're on the upswing. Um, and That's we just the thing, smiling. and we have to remember that out of the last pandemic in the 1900s the roaring 20s came out of it so it was like a burst of creativity and art and music and everything so where it's kind of the worst time for everyone in our industries yeah it should create a big buzz afterwards I think people will really appreciate art acting getting together music all those little things that people took for granted or treated as a luxury that's what's gotten people through this lockdown. So people will, I think, will respect them a lot more after. Like, uh, I totally agree because, you know, the world, if you think about it, everyone was going and living in a fast, just, they were just, they just wanted to keep, go somewhere, go mm -hmm. somewhere. They were just going, it was like fast, like living in New York you now in the city mm -hmm. that never sleeps. It was like the world never sleeps. And then 
you know, one day in uh, China or wherever, because it's not confirmed yet where yeah. it started. Um, you know, the world obviously took a turn, but in a way, I, I know, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people around the world have lost loved ones or um, have gone through some horrible times, but yeah. they just, it, you just have to appreciate what we have in life and not yeah. be always saying, oh, I want this. So why do, why do you want this? I don't know, but I want it. Like yeah. you want a fancy car. Why do you want a fancy car? Oh, just because someone else has it and I want to show face. No, go to pennies, get stuff in pennies, <laughs> go to Ford to get a Ford car and <laughs> keep your money and save your money and use it for something that you will actually need in life. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have really supported charities throughout this Yeah, summer. It's been really encouraging to see people have gone, well, you know what, I didn't spend money going for a coffee every day this week. So, you know what, I'll give that six euro to this charity. And it's been, they see the work that's gone into helping others now. And they, they I know everyone is affected by some something in their life that they may depend on a charity for, whether it be cancer, whether it be, oh God, there's so many, like there's so many fantastic, the Heart Association. And even like last week there on uh, the Late Late Show, they raised over 2.5 million for Daphne Day. I mean, that's amazing. Like, so people are really appreciating what's out there for them and for others, which. It just shows like, I think it's probably the same in every country. If there's a big appeal, people are going to come together. And like the toy show yeah. was just a um, epitome of just Irishness. awesome Irishness. Yeah. yeah, the amount of money raised. And then, as you said, on Friday, and also I was watching the Jack Charlton um, uh, documentary on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I think they got 600 and 47 maybe 650,000 it's probably gone up now but they raised almost 700,000 um just from uh on Sunday because it was um uh, was it was World Dementia Day or yeah or something? yeah I think so, uh, so it, it just goes to show like like I'm proud to be Irish I think everyone should be proud mm-hmm. to be Irish I think no matter where people are in the world they, you should be proud of your roots completely uh, and like you've had a great hand here in Tralee and wider in Kerry, um, doing loads of work with charities, doing yeah. viral videos. Yes. Uh, yeah. Your most recent one is doing amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I, well, the, um, I, I, I just, as I said, I love what I do and I, I try and tell people, if you love what you do, it's not considered work. Yeah. And, um, the, uh, like, uh, there, I, there's a quote that I use from Steve Jobs is like, um, in order in order to do um great work, you must love what you do. Yeah. And he's, you know, everybody knows Steve Jobs. He didn't dress that flashy. He was always in his black t-shirt, black pants, but yet he was a billionaire. Yeah. And yeah, you know, money doesn't, you know, a lot of people, you know, focus too much on the, you know, money and as I said a while ago, I need this, I need that. It's like, if you get ill, unfortunately, or if something happens, you know, your health is your wealth. And I lived away for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned a lot 
about myself. Um, just from living away, like the poorest countries I've been in, they're not the poorest countries in the world, but um, I was in Thailand and uh, Bali mm-hmm. in Indonesia, and those people had nothing compared to what we have, and they're the happiest people. Completely. And I think the Irish in general, especially the ones that have moved away, they're really aware of their families had to move away because they had nothing and start from scratch. And I think that's more built into actually people that are of Irish heritage more than the Irish at home. We We fly the flag of we're generous, we're caring, we're fun, we're open, we're communicative, we are... You know, we will go out of our way to be nice to people and each other. But I think the people that have come from Irish roots abroad, they really do appreciate that their roots came from having to leave because they had nothing. So it's really oh, yeah. interesting. There you go. Uh, for uh, your video, that's doing really well at the moment. Uh, which one is that now? Because there's a few. Is that the one, the, the St. Pat's? Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. That's cool. um, it's so Irish as well. Yeah, initially, you know, they only wanted, they were hoping they'd raise 5,000 mm-hmm. euro for the club. And at the moment, there's at 10,000, almost 10,700. That's amazing. Um, and again, it was just like, you know, social media for a lot of businesses is great. And obviously for mm-hmm. mine, it's really good. But the best form of advertising is word of mouth. Yeah. And most of my work is word of mouth. And that's down to... Again, loving what I do. I'm very professional. I, I'm i a good communicator. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you speak to people on their own level, no matter what industry you're in, like it's going to benefit you heaps and bounds. Like I, yeah. I did, um, like one, I think one of my most viral videos uh, to date was um, Uptown Funk. Uh, with uh, It was a Better Life for Libby campaign. So there's a family in Ireland and unfortunately their um, their daughter needed uh, two million euro mm-hmm. for treatment in America. Subsequently, they were able to get the treatment in Ireland. So they raised two million, not all from my video, but from other uh, fundraisers as well. Um, and the money, the excess money that they had, they donated that to another family whose kid needed some treatment as well. Mm-hmm. And I... I did a video f- uh, to help that, that uh, child as well. So, like, I only looked at my YouTube today and that video was just on my page. And within three days of me doing it, um, it was, I was saying, I think it was 850,000 views at yeah. one point. And that was only at the start. And just on my YouTube, because I don't have a big YouTube following yet, I say yes, because I am going to have a huge following. <laughs> um, 44,000 views. That's so far on my YouTube. Um, but your videos and, are always about, they always have a heart to them. There's always a soul to them. There's something like interesting take, in all of them and somebody interesting in all of them or a theme. And you can tell everyone in the videos that you make have had fun making it yeah. with you. So they seem so natural and they are so natural. Like I've done videos with you. We've had yeah, great part doing videos. Yeah. The Christmas one was fantastic with uh, uh, for the Irish Wheelchair Association. Yeah. So our uh, mayor here in Chile is yeah. um, a wheelchair user and he is the best crack, uh, Mr. Yeah. Terry O'Brien. And uh, he dressed up as Rudolph, but you should check out, you should check out the videos on Timmy's YouTube. I'll put all the links in at the end. So 
Kimmy, and I, 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 I was me. also in that video as well. I was the skinny you, Santa for a few minutes. You were. You were skinny Santa for a few minutes. We could crack with that, actually. Um, tell me, what was it like growing up? Is this always something that you wanted to do? Or did you want to be something mad as a child and then the universe thought better and went, nope, we're throwing these at you instead? What was the journey? Uh-huh. How'd you grow well, up? Well, I used to watch Home Improvements, the television show. And <laughs> I used to think I was going to be a carpenter, like Tim the Toolman Taylor, but obviously I get blisters when I point. So <laughs> um, that I, I can fit a door. I can do a few a few DIY jobs, but um, so, you know, I just love. I won't say uh, I don't know. I would. I love being in front of the camera. I like uh, making people feel, you know, laugh or smile. If they're laughing at me, all very yeah. well and good. If they're laughing with me, even better. Um, so it kind of all started. I was on stage at the Chile Musical Society, and. Uh, started on stage I just loved the buzz of live performance and then I remember I did the show so the name has gone out of my head but I was Oompa Loompa and I was in the show with yourself oh yeah <laughs> the Wizard of Oz and uh the, what was it I did I I was doing a French accent or something and I it, I sounded like a it oh, wasn't no, that, was, that was um that was West Side Story and you were a Portuguese policeman (laughs) (laughs) and you came out with a French accent and you know what it just added to it everyone was buckled yeah it's just you know laughter is the best medicine no Mm -hmm. matter what what industry you're in if you can laugh and if if, when I laugh it's like I'm crying but you know I don't know um I'm in floods of tears when I laugh um so people don't know whether to laugh at me or feel sorry for me (laughs) (laughs) It's very funny, but you're always really honest about everything that you do. And you put your heart and soul in it. Like, I can't tell you, I couldn't even give you an example of how confident Timmy came out with that, what he thought was a Portuguese accent. And it came out so French that it was just so committed. It was perfect. It was, it just added to it because you were like, I don't mean to sound bad, like, but you were meant to be like the dopey policeman, you know? And oh, I, well, it I just worked. It was like, oh my god, Timmy. And you just said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. And it worked. It was just because it was at a very serious time in in the show, and it just lightened the mood straight away. You knew that better things were coming. But I, I remember on that show as well, Johnny Lynch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was backstage, and I had to hold a tray with. Uh, wine glasses glued onto the tray but one of the glasses I think Johnny had a hand in it but when I turned around and when I moved one of the glasses fell and smashed on the stage and I was like well I I can't (laughs) stop and say oh sorry next take you're live so you have to just go with Um, so that was that was good but like I've always loved um, acting and Mm -hmm. the uh, just from doing the shows the a lady there said, would you ever try your hand in modeling? So, you know, I didn't start off small. I went straight to one of the biggest agencies in Ireland at the time was Assets. So I got hired mm-hmm. by Assets. And one of the biggest things I did for them, I was uh, on a billboard for Coca-Cola. Yeah, that's good. And 
uh, it was funny because, you know, people see me, obviously, or you're running and the, the Tigers or the Lions, I can't even remember. Um, the edges, the, the, they were photoshopped in, obviously, in the billboard. But, you know, at the audition, I just there was only a green screen behind me. And mm-hmm. I just pretended I was running away. Um, <laughs> and I got and you it. totally do it. You know, you're just like, okay, yeah. there's a lion. Ah, you you take no notice of like, you have a great no. imagination because you're just an entertainer. And you went, you were modeling and then you went to Canada. And was I... that your first kind of acting experience or had you done acting here first? Um, I did a an acting class in Tralee, um, TVI Actor Studio, I think it was. I can't remember the, the name, but it was an acting class. Mm-hmm. And it was in the Brandon Hotel. And uh, yeah, I had to, there was one scene we had to act out. I was in bed with this girl. Um, nothing happened, we're just having a chat. Um, <laughs> but uh, obviously- It wasn't that kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I was, it was nervous and, you know, I took a few takes, but then you're just like, you know, forget all your inhibitions. Like, you know, when we were kids, there was nothing we worried about. So you just have to kind of get into that mindset of like, oh, I don't care if I do great in this, if I don't do, if I do bad in this. And, you know, I've had several auditions and I remember one particular when I lived in London, Irish Actors Agency London. I went in, said, pick a monologue. Okay, bear in mind, I'm from Tralee, mm-hmm. and I uh, left it a bit late to pick a monologue. So I picked it <laughs> 24, hours, 24 hours before I was going into this prestigious Irish agency in London. They I picked, expected, I'm sure they expected the Irish Chancellor, to be fair. Well, they, did not, they definitely didn't expect what came out, because it was like Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Um and you know, I don't have an American accent. I can't act like he's a fantastic actor. I'm just a, a little pea in a pot. Yeah. And they turned around actually during the audition. I broke the casting director's glasses because it was so into the audition <laughs> <laughs> that I thought they were probably looking at me as like, is this guy ever going to finish? Um, but then they said, sit down. You need acting classes, and they said, basically, good luck to you. So from that, you know, I've got auditions. I got a lot of work. I got tons of auditions where I got like so many failures. But those failures have not only helped me in my acting and my modeling um, in the industry, but also just in general life. Because like when stuff knocks you down, you just have to get up. You know, stuff happens that you can't change and you have to deal with it. And, uh, you know, stay positive and move on. Because like the only person at the end of the day, the only person that is standing in your way is you completely I totally agree and I I think a lot of people hear that phrase a lot especially teenagers people in their early 20s but I think it is something you have to wait until you've experienced life a little bit to fully Uh understand like I think personally for me a huge turning point was like after I turned 30 and that was like you know what anyone that isn't benefiting my happiness or positivity, screw them. I'm the only person that can say no to myself. And that is a huge life changing moment. And 
you have that down to a T. You have that down to a fine art and you are so nice to everyone. Even people that have hurt you, you're like, no, that's fine. That's that's on you. That's you projecting. I am happy and I want to go ahead with confidence and you help everybody. I think it's uh, and all of, you know, obviously from my own experience and stuff, but I owe a lot of it down to my parents and yes. none of us in this world will be here without our parents. Whether you mm. like them or whether you don't, you just, you know, it is what it is. Like, life is too short to be dwelling on stuff. But, like, you know, as just as I said, we wouldn't be here without them. So, no. like, forgive and forget. Um, it, but I know some cases it's hard to do that. But, you know, all you can do is try. I always uh, say to people, like, water can be thicker than blood sometimes. Yep. And you just have to find, if your family are difficult or if your family are just you're not close to them that's that's okay but you make your own everyone makes their own family whether they are blood or water and everyone finds their own support group I mean I really didn't settle into my I have great friends from my early 20s and everything but my real proper support group I don't think I found them until I was like 26 27 and they're my rocks they're my family they're people that I turn to for everything so everyone I think if anyone is in their teens or early 20s don't put pressure on yourself everything falls into place and you everything is an experience and it's travel the world go meet different people different cultures different if somebody says they they suffer from anxiety or depression talk to them about it learn about it you know like I've made some amazing friends from people asking me about Christopher's autism. I've made amazing friends, people talking to me about music. I'm sure you're the same. You've made friends with people that have just been interested in something that you do. And then you end up talking about life and then you become friends. And once you find who you are and what you love, people do flock to you and want to learn about what you know. And it's, it takes time and don't be rushing life life isn't there yeah like when i you know i as you know yourself i traveled a lot as i said Mm -hmm. and it was like over 10 years and you know a lot of people are saying oh you're living a great life and like yeah like i like i said i enjoy everything i do so i do it for me Mm -hmm. um but there were some days over there like my my pride and joy other than my mom and unfortunately my dad passed away a few years ago that's why I came back from Australia and I'll talk a bit more about that in a second mm-hmm. uh, if you don't mind but um my pride and joy is my dog yes and the oh. amount of the amount of people in Australia in Thailand even though I can barely understand what they were saying and vice versa <laughs> um you like I made so many friends by people kind of in the same boat as me English people Irish people French wherever they're from you show them a picture of your dog yeah and they throw you a picture of theirs and then you end up having a conversation oh he's so cute he's so cute he's so fluffy and all that stuff um I I do a bit of voiceover as well so that's why my voice changed a bit (laughs) (laughs) um but just from that I made friends literally uh, friends for life because i'm still in contact with a few friends in toronto that have a dog walking business because when i was there on on part time i used to do dog walking and dog training yeah um so i'm still in contact with pam over in toronto and uh, johnny uh i don't know why i'm naming names but there are two guys um that i'm 
in contact with and then a friend who I, I work with as well again just chew going through photos of dogs she has her own yeah. business now in in uh so i think cute. it's chester yeah it doesn't have to be something big and trivial it's just something look i love my dog here's a picture of my dog like here you oh, go like and you know everyone like and myself included like the last few days i've been feeling a tiny bit down mm-hmm. why i don't really know i think it might be in the weather and stuff but you know i am really positive but i will have um my down days just like everyone completely like um, but then I just look at my dog and I'm like, huh, if yeah, everyone could be as happy as a dog, all he wants Wouldn't to do is run. It? All he wants to do is run, have some food and a bit of a cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better than any girlfriend to me, really, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. Why don't you tell everyone your journey in, in Canada in general was a roller coaster? Like you said, you started off, you went over, you were part of a dog walking business yeah. and then oh, yeah. you, you ended up on like major tv shows yeah. and modeling for amazing companies and then you went to new zealand australia came yeah, home like tell us from canada to coming home uh, the um <clears throat> when i decided to go to canada so many people a lot of my friends are going to australia uh, yeah. a few like why are you going to canada it's so cold and like it might be cold, but it's so picturesque. And it being a photographer, it's uh, it, Vancouver to this day is the best place I've ever lived. Um, and I just can't wait to go back there. But, um, you know, I lived in England and then moved to Manchester with my brother because I thought I was going to make a big as an actor in London until the Irish Actors Agency said good luck to you. Um, so I moved off to Manchester because I was running out of money. Yeah. So I lived with my brother for a while. I worked in... Uh, I have a degree in business marketing and event management. So I used to work in Old Trafford. Um, yeah, I met uh, Alex Ferguson and stuff, but you know, it wasn't a glamorous job. It was just like I was serving dinner and meals to the rich and famous in their boots in the stadium. But still, I worked in Old Trafford. So there we go. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I lived in America before that and I wasn't too gone. This is only me now personally, but I wasn't too gone in living in the UK full time. Yeah. So I came back and Canada, I just seen Canada and Australia and everyone's gone to us and Canada just appealed to me more. One, because it was closer to home um, and it was just on the doorstep to America. <laughs> um, so I booked my flights, got my visa, I went to Toronto and, um, you know, the friends I met over there, uh, they are just fantastic yeah they they literally called us the family in the hostel because uh i i don't really um i haven't really stayed in that many hostels because i'm more of a a hotelier kind of guy if i have the money Mm -hmm. but um literally we hung out together this group and there was like 10 of us and we're still in contact uh we few of them are in liverpool in london and brazil um and so on and so forth but I, because I have an events uh, degree, I used to work at all the baseball, the basketball, and the ice hockey games. That's mad. That's really been like thrown into oh. the culture there, isn't it? Oh, like uh, working at the Blue Jays games. I, I didn't understand baseball that much until mm-hmm. I worked at it. And the long game can be quite boring, but it is super, super skillful, just like any sport. Um, 
by and then the basketball, uh, watching the Toronto Raptors and then uh, the Maple Leafs. Uh, I've not the only time I've played. Sorry, once I played ice hockey, I was on the PlayStation. I've never seen it firsthand, and not only but can the ice. Mad. I say it's really, really. Oh, mad. not not only can they ice skate, but they can play hockey at the same time. That's a skill. <laughs> Um, and they have fights on the ice rink, and then after their fight, they get up and say, good fight. They go into the dugout, have like five minutes of a cool-down session and go back on. It's honestly, if you go, anyone that's listening, if you go to Canada, you have to experience an ice hockey game. It's just amazing. But yeah, I worked in all those games. Um, I did a lot of promotional work as well, and I worked my way up to being a manager um, of teams so say i used to work at the blue jays games and we had different boots we used to sell merchandise so um at the game i used to go around and just make sure people are reaching their targets and i used to do the photography and update their social media Mm -hmm. and delegate staff and you know give them breaks and all that stuff and give them uh more more jobs to do if they're reaching their targets and incentives um and it's the same with the best or the basketball the ice hockey games but i love that and I was lucky actually because when I got the visa, it was a two-year visa. But my passport, my passport ran out when I was there. So, uh, or sorry, it was a one-year <laughs> visa. It was a one-year visa when I first got it. Then my passport ran out, so I had to send my passport back to Ireland, get the new one, and then the Canadian visa increases to two years. So then I was able to get another two years on top of my one year. That's fantastic. So, so I, I, I was nearly there for three and a half years altogether um but with that as you said I was doing a lot of acting and modeling so I was in a tv show most people probably know it's called Suits um I so work with I remember the day you texted me saying I'm going to be on Suits I'm going to die I was a regular on for a year and a half um and then also Ricky Blue um they they finished that show I think three years ago Oh, and what's the name of, what's the main guy in Rookie Blue? He, I can't remember the name of him, but if people remember Braveheart, he was that little kid in Braveheart that ran down the mountain when the fight was going to happen. What? That's not Dermot something, is it? I honestly, I don't, I can't remember his name, but I was having a good conversation with him every few days because he loves Ireland. And he said he was the most recognisable kid of his generation. He was the guy running down the hill in Braveheart. If it's... Uh, the, is it Dominic West? No. Sorry, I'm just the, thinking, because I I, I I know they announced somebody was the new Prince Charles in the crown, and I think that might be him. I'm not sure, though. I'll have to go back and have a Google after this. Now, that's going to wreck my head. I remember he... <laughs> I remember him. He was uh, pretty built and he had brownish blonde hair. That's all I remember. <laughs> pretty built. But, um, <laughs> uh, but no, it was a great experience. I, I was on set with Meghan Markle before she became a um, part of the okay. royal family. Royal, but non-royal. Not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but it was great. And then when I moved, to, I moved to Vancouver because I've always wanted to see Vancouver. And it's like, Toronto is amazing. But when the winter comes, like I used to do dog walking and dog training, as I said, and it was minus 50 degrees. And when your eyelashes, yes, I said it, your eyelashes start sticking together 
I'd, that's I'd when you freak know out. Get out. Like uh, I go, I go to the door and just to check check my mail, and literally five ten seconds, your hands frozen. I would absolutely that would freak me out. Like I know here in Kerry, we get we get it cold, but we don't get it like that. That's that's a no, that's whole not. different world. That's why I'm always in shorts because when people say it's cold, and like <laughs> my my response is go to Canada. <laughs> that's cold. I totally agree. And then how did moving to Australia? It was New Zealand first, wasn't it? Well, uh, I I was going out with a girl that I met in Toronto, and she she was from New Zealand. So I I went to New Zealand twice over to her, her house and uh, met her family and stuff and. She, uh, her family business was alongside the Weta Cave and uh, I can't remember the director's name of the, the Lord of the Rings but their business was right alongside that so I met him and I got I got a tour to Weta Cave and uh, that was great even though I don't really watch the Lord of the Rings um, but it was a great experience to see him firsthand and have a little chat with him um, so it was great but then uh you know, unfortunately, the long distance, it was a bit too long. <laughs> uh, Canada to New Zealand to Ireland. So I was, uh, you know, we're still good friends. It's just, you know, you know, things happen you now. You know, it, it, as I say, don't plan your life because if you plan your life and something doesn't go to plan, you might get too overworked about it. Now, your life, everything is supposed to run as it's supposed to run. Like, um, you have a journey that you don't know about and just leave it play out and things will work out no matter how long it takes. Oh, I but, can't uh, it. I was uh, like, it's cool. I was in Vancouver for a year and a half and then like, my, my Irish buddies over there um, on, was it Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve, I was snowboarding in Whistler and then seven days later, I was surfing on the Gold Coast. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> And you can't even oh, cool. fathom that, like that you can do that. Well, at the moment we can't, but yeah. these are some ideas for everyone to plan for that have oh, the freedom to do so. Start saving now, and it is all possible when we're vaccinated yeah. and can travel again. Like and like, you know, the thing with lockdown, yeah. You know, no matter how much money you have, you or how little you have, you're going to have a bit more money than normal because you can't spend it anywhere. So, yeah, and I mean, I I got great advice um when I was in college um off of one of my singing teachers, and you know, with with singing teacher, you get really close, personal. You get to have a yeah. chat, and they get to know you inside out and backwards. And and they told me that the best advice that they'd ever give somebody, and I like truly believe it now whatever you get in a paycheck or monthly wage or anything if even if you get a birthday present of money fair enough if you have things you need to cover but always try and put 10% away for yourself and give 10% to a charity or a good cause because all of that will come back on you in positivity and you help others and it will help you and then have your money in your savings for a rainy day and you know that it's not a lot to put away it is when you're when you have things to cover and fair enough there's exceptions but if when you can put away 10 percent in savings and 10 percent do it for a good cause whether that be a friend and say look this is for you i know you're going through hard times or if it's you know a charity charity that you know 
you know is helping people always try and do that and that all comes back to you so there there was a thing i i can't remember if it started during lockdown or it might have started before but like the pass it on movement i I won't Mm -hmm. say a movement because it's not really a movement but it's just the generosity from people if you see something nice do something nice for someone else and you know people see the videos of that on youtube or social media facebook whatever platform you're on but it just makes people smile and like oh you might be having um a not so good day but if you see stuff like that it's like it's just uplifting yeah like yesterday um, I, I like people have been doing it like pass on a coffee they prepay for a coffee for someone or you know things like that like yesterday myself i was i had to go to town going to tesco and there was a little old lady and I knew she was coming to the parking ticket machine after me so I left two euro on the parking ticket machine yeah. and just walked away and I know that you know that that little lady she's going to turn around and be like oh I got very lucky today or you know and you know it's going to make her smile and even though it's only two euro that you know you don't know that two euro might be a lot to somebody and it's just little things like that you can do to change someone's Whole day. Something happened to me before Christmas, and I I told you about as well. um, The new car that I bought, Mm -hmm. uh, I took out money from the cash machine, and you know, bear in mind it was my own kind of stupidity, or yeah, I call it stupidity, I suppose. Um, I had an envelope. Yeah. And I was like, I took out however much it was, and. for some reason, I decided not to put it in the envelope. I put it in my pocket where my phone was. And in my head, I was like, yeah, do not take out your phone until you go to the car. Five minutes later, totally forgot about it. Took out the phone, got to the car, money gone. I was like, oh. So I ran back. Mm-hmm. And this guy was there. Uh, or sorry. Yeah, this guy was there um, in a taxi. He goes, oh. I asked him, did you? Did anyone see a big, <laughs> a big wad of cash? Yeah. <laughs> And he goes, oh, that's yours. It's like, oh, this guy um, came along. He picked it up and he's, he gave us his contact. And he said, contact him. Um, and if it's not picked up by seven days, he was going to donate it to some charity. Fair so enough. I uh, got in contact with him. And, you know, I, he, I didn't get all the money back because, unfortunately, they did say they seen one or two people Pick it up. going after couple of 50 euro notes but yeah you know, i was saying to them like uh, my own stupidity and i just hope that they use that money for something good for yeah. for their lives or to buy christmas presents or whatever like with my own stupidity no one to blame obviously but myself but you know the uh you know that's that was something that was kind of i felt bad about but then there's no point feeling bad because you know as i said at the start stuff happens you just have to move on you do and i mean that person walking down the road mightn't have been in a position to turn away from a 50 year old yeah. and you might have provided a whole meal for a family there without even realizing yeah. it and fair enough you didn't plan to do it but it might, the world have, been works happy accident. <laughs> it might have been a happy accident for somebody else and you know i, I love the way you view things because it's it's refreshing and it's what people need to start doing themselves but like even when you moved home from Australia which was a really hard time for you you know and your dad was very sick 
but you you turned that into something positive which I know he'd be so proud of you had to come home you were in the middle of traveling the world but you had to come home for your family which first of all is an amazing thing to do a lot of people would be very selfish and come home for a week and say that's it now I've seen them they're sick whatever I have to get back to my own life but you came home and you used it as well not used it but took it as an opportunity to take on more challenges and adventures and business ideas and opportunities and you know when your dad did pass away he saw you doing all those things and like he's he was so proud of you I was uh I consider myself one of the lucky ones Mm -hmm. to have been able to come back and uh, you know he got diagnosed with cancer but he was lucky in a way that he still lasted a year and a half with it so we're able to spend those um those uh, family moments obviously and you know it's a you know, I, I, I say to people the world works in mysterious ways and things are meant to happen the way they're supposed to happen as I said to you at the start where you know I was coming to the end of my Australia visa I said I had a couple of months left but obviously family comes first um, and you know I did my farm work in Australia that people do to get your second year visa and the age was increasing to 35 and it was supposed to increase like three or four months down the line and that didn't happen. It, they only increased it like last year or a year and a half ago. Um, so it was kind of a way of saying I was meant to be at home, like you're not going back. Um, so again, I started to you know appreciate the smaller things in life and like, as I said, we wouldn't be here without our parents. And during the time when my dad was sick, I did a radio course in uh, the ETV. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends um, suggested that I record my dad. Yes. Um, and I have it to this very day. And uh, the I remember the last line of actually the start of the start of the piece was like, people don't appreciate their parents and they appreciate them when it's too late. And then leads into all my editing and the the sound of the voiceover and stuff. And at the end of the piece, it was it was just the way my dad was. Like I asked him, "Will you will you say thank you for everything to to the recorder?" He goes, "Thank you for everything, but it should be you thanking me for bringing you into the world." <laughs> so that's just the way that was his humor. He was like, "You can never win with him," um, but he's telling it like it is, like you know. Yeah. But it was it was a beautiful thing to it's it's a beautiful thing to have forever, yeah. but it was really really beautiful. Like I was at your dad's funeral, and the final words of his before his final journey yeah. were from him, and it was everyone got to hear his humor, hear his smart comments, and hear him speak, and it was it was really really emotional, but it was again like yourself ended with this positive happy comment and you couldn't help but you know everyone was about to cry and the next thing there was this comment from him and everyone was like oh he's fine he's happy he's fine he's, he's good he wants us all to be happy and that's that's the main thing right. that's the whole goal in everyone's life everyone should just be happy I again stuff happens we know that mm-hmm. but Overall, we all have crappy times. 
overall, you just want to live a happy, healthy life full of kind of, um, if you set, you set yourself goals, I always tell people, yeah. you set yourself goals and you achieve that goal, don't stop there, set another, set another. Because if you have goals, you have something to work towards where, you know, when I went through that and obviously a lot of people have gone through it of recent and um, with the loss of a loved one. But, you know, set a little goal. It could be, I'm going to have a bit of fruit. I'm going to do a bit of exercise. I'm going to go for a walk. It doesn't have to be That's a goal. It. like, I'm going to build the Taj Mahal. Like, you know, as I said, I can't build. I can maybe put up a door. That's it. Um, but it's just, you know. And it's just fine if life. it takes you time to learn the art as well. I think a lot of, a lot of young ones think I can do that. And they, they, they find it hard to start from scratch and start from the bottom and build their way up. But that's looking back. It might have been the hardest time of everyone learning their craft, but it actually is the fun time. Even at the time, it's it's stressful. But, you know, commit, commit to if you want to be a photographer, go find a photographer, shadow them, find a course, build it up, save up for equipment. And by the time you have it all, you'll realize that you're constantly learning and changing and upskilling and, you know, everything takes time and it constantly is shifting and moving. So you can't, there's always someone better than you and there's always somebody learning from you. And that's what we all have to remember. I, like today was, a, there was a first for me again today. And mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I do a lot of firsts like stuff I've never done before. And just because of my experience, I got recommended to teach a photography class to the wow. students in the National Learning Center. So I was, um, my first, I, I told them straight up, was like, this is my first time teaching a class. I was teaching 27 students today about just wow. photography, the basics of photography. I said, look, for me, the beauty of photography is um, capturing those special moments. And I'm behind the lens, so I can, I see the full on reaction. You know, if someone gets that. engaged or someone, you know, just say a, a baby shower or a yeah. communion, you know, you get those special eye-catching moments that a lot of people wish they had and, oh, yeah, they took it on their phone. But it's not, like, I because I'm the focal point, I'm the guy taking the, the, the initial shot, like, just behind the camera. I sometimes, I don't say I well up, but I get really emotional. Like, geez, that's a lovely moment. Yeah, it's just really nice, and that's what I was saying to the students today. Is like, you know, many of you are starting out. It's just what you can do: just take as many photos as you can. Yeah, and I told them, don't delete them, because any photo you're going to learn from every photo. So yeah. next week, I'm on. I'm teaching them again next week, and like I'll critique, you know, constructive criticism, um, of their photos and like there's one lady that was on today and she told me two photos that she had and I just said look great it was a great photo I was on about layering so you have a foreground a middle ground and a background to make an overall effect instead of just having a plain background in whatever you're shooting yes and uh it's a great shot and I just say you know kind of I just told her if you center that more and like there's more more of the foreground than the background so you want to even it out so um your, whatever your focal point is say ross castle and clarney for instance that's your main focus but you want to have an even foreground and background as well to make it kind of 
stand out more and make it look more appealing to whoever's looking at it. Um, but again, that was the first for me. And it's just, you know, I love doing something new. I I think I did okay. The the lecture said I did great, but, uh, you know, I've done it. You've uh, done it. It's another yeah. experience and it's another adventure. And you've come out smiling anyway. Oh, yeah, I, I, I did anyway. <laughs> You've inspired um, someone in the class. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I actually, I remember uh, going back to my positivity and stuff. When I was in Toronto, I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. I used, at the baseball games I was on about, sometimes there'd be 5,000 people if it's not a great contest of a game. Sometimes there'd be 30,000 people. But when there was one booth that I was at, because, you know, I, as I said, there was a couple of booths in different, different floors that I used to go around. But one guy in particular, can't remember his name, obviously it was a few years ago, but he used to come over and just have a chat. He said he didn't have anyone. He used to just come to the games because he loved the atmosphere. He loved the experience. So when I was working, I was like, oh, sorry, um, I'll be with you now in two seconds. I'll just deal with this customer for two seconds. And um, I went over, I got him a drink of Coke or whatever it was, sat down. Um, and then when I had to go, I said, look, I'll be back in a few minutes. I just have to check on the work colleagues and stuff but he came over and if I wasn't there he'd chat to the assistant manager at the time yeah or just someone another colleague just he just went there to have someone to talk to and you know however short or long the conversation is that could make that could made his day or his week just for someone That's to talk happy. to and they have a smile so again you know, I just love making people happy. I love making people smile. Like I said, you can laugh at me, you can laugh with me. Either way, you're laughing. So that's the main thing. Um, and and a lot happy. of people are going to recognize you in Ireland at the moment. I have been sent so many videos and pictures from people on Instagram and WhatsApp of them walking into chemists and seeing your face as the Nicorette guy. And they correct them, but yeah, uh, the uh, it's um, you know, <laughs> uh, I uh, I just applied for this casting, and um, you know, when I came back, uh, from Ireland, I didn't do that many much acting because obviously family, family, yeah. um, family stuff was going on, but uh, I just seen this casting. I'm on this. I've been on a couple of websites, but there's one starting out, and I applied, and um, they like my story, so mm -hmm. um. Yeah, if you go into any chemist around Ireland, you might see a familiar face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's Timmy's face. That is Timmy. I remember the first day Christopher saw it. I didn't tell him. Yeah. And he was like, that's Timmy. And he needed a photo with your poster and everything. But um, my granddad, he got his vaccines two weeks ago. And it was the first time he went to Tesco last week. And in Tesco in Tralee, there's a Macaulay's chemist right across the way from it. And we said nothing for a minute until he kind of looked at it. And <laughs> he was just so happy for you. He was just like, that's fantastic. Oh my God, that's Timmy, that's Timmy. And, you know, for his first trip out, he just thought, well, there you go. That's Timmy's everywhere. That's great. And he's just proud of you. So like- and If you walk oh. into Holland and Barrett, I'm, on a pro I'm Mr. Vega Protein as well. Vega Protein, yeah. Oh my God, it's so funny. Like, it's, it's not funny, but it's just like, oh my God, it's Timmy. And you never know where your face is going to pop up. <laughs> or I, I've been in, like, 
just thinking there, I like I don't drink. No. Um, as many people, many of my friends know, and uh, in Australia, I was in a a billboard for drinkaware.com.au. Yes. And then in Toronto, I was in a billboard for um, the waterfront, which is an iconic spot, a beautiful spot in Toronto, mm-hmm. down by the waterfront. So I was just on a cruise ship, again, drinking my waddy orange. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I was in all the subways and everything. It's just, like I said, I just love everything that I do. And, you know, some days I don't have work coming in and other days they make up for it. Um, I could have too much work on but, That's uh, the thing, and I mean, how many times have you been a groom? Oh, I, I, it's actually <laughs> funny. I've gotten married maybe 50 times and I haven't paid for one. Like, I, it was actually funny because, as you know, like, we're looking at um, wedding, we were looking at wedding brochures before, like, we um, picked our venue and every website in Kerry that we went on to, I think you're the groom for, like, 90% of those hotels I was like I am sick of Timmy like, <laughs> I was like it's totally distracting me I can't I can't look <laughs> the venue because that's Timmy and even like some of the hotels like their brochures and everything they have you sitting in hot tubs and it's mm-hmm. fantastic and it's like you're being appreciated for your work now that you're home as well which is and like I'm just I'm passionate about everything that I do and not just work. I'm passionate about my friends. I'm passionate about family. You are, yeah. I just, and you know, I just like that it's portrayed um, out and people get, again, they either laugh at me like Jim was laughing at me when he seen me, but he was so happy. He was like, yeah. there we go. You're smiling and you're laughing. That's kind of all I want. <laughs> yeah. So um, what is, what is next? what's happening in the immediate future because we can't tell the future too far ahead at the moment but what well, uh, happens e- if you Elon Musk got in contact with me and he wants me to go into <laughs> partnership with him <laughs> <laughs> oh my god now he wants me to be the face of his new uh, spaceship or whatever he's doing well there <laughs> no. you go I mean you definitely are a space cadet when you want to be <laughs> uh, I actually read up about him uh, a few weeks ago and, and his mom his mom was like I think she's she has the most billboards modeling in New York she wow. is like, like the whole family is just crazy um, experience and they know everything what they want they're, they're the entrepreneurship and- determined and hardworking yeah. and it's and they started from nothing and nothing. yeah um and it's just you know hard work dedication and just again loving what you do exactly so what's next for you um well my web my new website uh will be published probably by tomorrow my just my photography and video website so that's uh, Friday Friday, what, what date is Friday? This oh, sorry. Um, so, yeah, probably Friday the 2nd of April 2021, I'll have my new website just for my photography and video services. And I'm also doing a website. It's going to be just timmydow.com. Mm-hmm. And it's going to have everything, like my modeling, my acting, my voiceover, my radio experience, my positivity talks, which I, I don't often mention. When I was in Toronto, uh, the first kind of positivity talk I did, I had mm-hmm. 50 people. I think it was less than 50 people. But again, that was experienced along my journey. And, yeah. You know, um, but yeah, the, uh, 
I'll have that up and then I have a link on that page to my photography and video um, services page. But uh, just from the, a lot of the videos, one video I did last week, I only posted it last week. It was um, drone footage of Bally Hike. Oh, that was beautiful, yeah. And it's, I, I know for a fact it's been shared in France. Wow. Spain and Canada, like, it doesn't matter where, but it's been shared a lot in a lot of different countries and from that again i just booked another wedding for next december all going well with uh the virus and stuff yeah. but it's again no matter what industry you're in just you know do your work um yeah. if, you're, if you love it if you're passionate about it it will show in the work that you do it will and you know if you are passionate about something and you're having a tricky moment with something or anything like that people will reach out to help you when they know how passionate you are about it yeah and there's it's no a, harm there is no shame in asking for help either i mean you have to learn from people we've all learned from people and that's the reality of life you can't just walk in and be an expert at something and yeah the journey is fun yes you know, that's why we're here to experience life, the ups and downs, like, you know, it's, it's just part of society. I won't say society. It's, it's just part of everyone's journey. Yeah. You have to learn. Yeah. And, and I, to... having, having good family, friends around means the world. And I, I say it to a lot of people. And I'm not, tell, I, I don't, it's not like I'm telling them what to do. It's like, look, if there's any bit of negativity in your life, be it your family, be it your friends, you don't have to say no, just minimize the time you spend with them and try and spend more time with positive people and people that are self-driven. Completely. I mean, if, if you want to be successful in life, you have to be around other people that want to be successful in life. Yeah. And you're better off to have one good friend and one good friend that's going to elevate you and elevate your success and celebrate for you and say, I found this opportunity for you or I found this opportunity that I want to share with you. You're better off having one person like that than five people that are up and down with you and you don't know where you stand, whether that be, like you said, family or friends. Just distance exactly. them. You don't have to fall out, but remind yourself that you need to distance yourself because they might have a turnaround as well. People change and people can turn around from negativity and bad places, but just minimize it until maybe they're in the same place as you. And a good, a good thing as well, a good thing as well is like, you know, don't feel, I want, I don't know what, don't feel bad about spending time by yourself. You know, a lot of us need some, time alone to think and just go for a walk to meditate and stuff but also having good supports around you is great but you know you know nearly everyone needs some alone time and yeah, having alone, alone time, time it can be powerful yeah. you can regroup yourself and actually i don't know if you've seen this um i love i love brian cranston as an actor he's fantastic but there's a a, a movie i've been watching now on prime Prime TV. It's it's called Wakefield. It, if if any of you if you haven't seen it, just watch it. This uh, I won't tell you that much about it, but he's a successful person 
um, and then he just wants to change his kind of lifestyle a bit. It's like top class acting, and, and it's, in, it's it's inspiring. So it's yeah, like, it's on it's on prime 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 TV. I love uh, prime TV. I got, I actually got it to watch America. Sorry, Gods Amazon. Yeah, I got it to watch um, American Gods, but that's over. So I will definitely check out Wakefield. But look, Timmy. It's fantastic. Um, and if I want to leave you on a good note and just like <laughs> keep smiling. Yes. Things are going to get better. Well, we can uh, only go more. up from here, really, can't we? Yeah. And up in the sky, on a plane, down into a different country, yes. get out your suntan, get out your swimming togs, get out your sun towel, whatever you want to do. Go for a swim, go to the beach, go to the pub. I it's mean, amazing. whatever I you think... want, but just enjoy yourself. I think once we get to another county now that we could start there, that would be good. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. But, but with this as well, how many places has people seen that they never even recognised or even knew it was in their own country? Completely. I totally agree. And it's made uh, hotels and, and travel companies that are Irish-based appreciate their yeah. Irish customers a bit more. Oh, totally. And and again, it's not just here, it's every country, but like Everywhere. how proud are all are, we should all be proud to be Irish. I know the Irish football team is not doing too great, but to be honest, <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't really been doing too great since Jack Charleston. But no. just watch the Irish rugby. If you watch rugby, they're look, they'll all turn around too. Yeah. They will. It always happens. But look, Timmy, it's been just so positive and so fun talking to you and we'll have to get you back on when uh, Elon Musk uh, I, sends you to space. He will. I, and I'll be uh, on the side of his spaceship um, promoting Nicorette gum. And- <laughs> you know what? I actually, I know that sounds mental, but it would not surprise me because you just come back with the most amazing <laughs> random adventures to just... Well, I'll be I'll I'll be promoting don't smoke in space. <laughs> don't smoke in space. Yeah, no cigarettes in space. I love it. I think Musk would be down for that. Look, Timmy, I will leave you go, and uh, we will talk again, most definitely. Oh. So I hope. Thank you very much. Oh, before I go, yeah. where do um, where can people find you? Oh yes, um, you can like on my handles on Instagram, Facebook. It's literally just Timmy Dow. Mm-hmm. Um. And then my website will be tdowdmedia.com. That would be But uh, just check out my Instagram or any, like literally Instagram, Twitter. I don't really use Twitter that much, but um, all the social media channels, it's just my name, Timmy Dowd. And then you'll find the links to, like, I have a Family Photos Ireland uh, business as well. So that would be there where um, you were fantastic and helped me uh, with that over Christmas. And um, it was fun. Yeah, and just from that, people are waiting for the studio to open up again. And yeah. I, as I said, I love creating memories. And, you know, having, as I said, having great friends like you around, you know, it's, it makes, and it makes uh, life better. Completely. Look, I hope everyone goes and follows you, and we will talk again soon. Cool. Timmy Dowd, tdowdmedia.com. And I'll leave you with a message. Arrivederci. Good night. thank you all again for listening i hope you're all feeling positive after listening to timmy's outlook on life 
You can follow Timmy and his adorable dog Alfie on Instagram at Timmy Dowd. See you all again for episode four.